episode of key to the city podcast i really appreciate y'all my man look at me stumbling over my words already everybody that's been sharing supporting commenting liking whatever you've been doing uh to show support for the podcast we truly appreciate it thank you for both voting us best local podcast in jackson man you didn't have to do that but you did we're just gonna continue to try to make you proud man continue to bring you quality guests and quality interviews like we have today if y'all notice this queen to the right of me she is one of the most soulful artists in the city and uh, in the region, really, in, in the nation. You know, so, uh, her style kind of reminds you of a Lauren Hill, a rap city, you know, real soulful. I'm talking about bars that stick to your ribs, not none of that shit that just flow right through you. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to find out a little more about her, why they call her the orange juice and yo mimosa. You heard that? The orange juice and yo mimosa. We're going to find out a little bit about her background, what she has coming up for 2020. Hey, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the city. The incomparable, the queen, Miss Vitamin C. What's going on, queen? Hello, I'm swell. That was a beautiful intro. I hey, I've been, <laughs> <laughs> been doing my thing, man. Just working on my craft. You know what I'm saying? When it's I see people like you that's really into that craft, I know I need to step my game up. So, uh, how your day going so far? Going well. It's good. been a good day. Glad to be above ground. And I know that's right. Moving and functioning. It's been a good day. How about you? Hey, I can't complain. I'm here. Um, with all the depth that's going around, yeah. you know, okay. I take pride in just being alive. So we appreciate you stopping through the city, sharing some time with us. Uh, for those that don't know, where does the name vitamin C come from? Vitamin C uh, stems from, well, it's a few different origins, but the initial one, my mom, she's very big on um, on preventative types of medication and thing and things mm. that you know keep you from getting sick so that like you don't really have to deal with the actual illness and like vitamin c um her formula is like green tea honey vitamin c right. and if she even here like would hear us think about coughing she <laughs> like Get you some of that vitamin c she's she thinking of like if we thinking about getting sick she she's sending us to the cabinet to make sure we get our vitamin C, our honey, our green tea, all that. And so I would always look at it in a way of um, it's very preventative and vitamin C being um, for your immune system. It protects you from things that are not there for you, for your health. Mm-hmm. And so um, that being one of the biggest reasons, as well as I got to give a shout out to my youth pastor, Rayzon Thompson. He would always teach us um, like for for a very long time he was drilling in our spirits that we're the medicine and right, right. medicine is medicine is used to help the body heal itself it's not healed not used as a elixir as a cure-all as some magic potion but as um 
as something to aid your body in doing what God has already ordained it to do. Right. So um, I like to believe that with my words and with my gifts that I'll be able to help people do what it is that God has already created them to do. Word. Now, when you... So come get your medicines is basically get what you, you said. Come on. Now, get when you... First started music. I know you started like in your childhood remixing songs that uh, were currently out, like industry songs. <laughs> when did you get the bug to like really take it serious? Um, I was doing that in like eighth grade, ninth grade, because I wasn't really allowed to listen to secular music growing right, up. Right. So like, it was probably like the end of seventh grade, beginning of eighth grade when I would like go and look for the songs that like I would hear people in my school singing mm. or like looking for stuff that I would uh maybe hear some of the kids around the church singing yeah, you know right, I'm right. just like trying to trying to uh be in tune and so I was remixing songs throughout throughout middle school mainly high school and then I started taking it seriously I want to say my senior year of school um I was in 11th grade when me and my younger sister Neo Soul and a great friend of mine, Jazzy Ace, who was my pastor's son, uh, my pastor at the time, he he was his son. We making music together at church. Right. So, like, that was when I realized, like, with us all kind of tuning into who we were individually, it was really helpful for me to see, okay, I can take this beyond the four walls of the church mm. i can take this beyond my personal limitations that i've already placed on myself because i used to be very um insecure in the idea of actually rapping like i wrote yeah. raps down on paper long before i would say them out loud so like i got the confidence to be able to just rap like in front of people when i, I was in high school and i was taking began to take it seriously um Really, when I realized I didn't want to go to college, <laughs> I was like, "Well, should have been me." You know, like yeah. it was, it was one of those things. Even though I did go to right. school, Same. my passion was never really there. I feel you. And I had made bargains with God. I'm like, "Look, man, <laughs> you want if you want me to go to school, you are gonna have to make sure you ain't gotta pay for it. Mm. You gonna make sure that my mama and them ain't gotta suffer in terms of like financially trying because mm -hmm. I already don't want to do it. Right, right, <laughs> so exactly. it's like to. I, I was very against the idea of putting an additional burden on my parents. Um, and so, but I, God was gracious. I was able to go to school. And even in that, like, I was realizing I started off at, at community college. Mm -hmm. And so I was, like, at, in class, very, very uh, disengaged. Mm -hmm. But I would be writing about what I wanted my future to be. And I'd be writing about the things that I was frustrated with, the things I was seeing daily that, like, didn't fuel me. And, like, stuff that, like, I was in a very low place of motivation, but I was writing mm -hmm. about that aggravation and that frustration with, like, where to go next. So, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of uh, young people struggle with that. Um, it's kind of like when we're coming up, where I know at least my generation, you only hear one way to attain success, go to school, get a job. Work hard at it for thirty mm -hmm. years, and maybe not. you can retire with <laughs> right. money to to live. Maybe possibly, but, but once you have to find that passion, and then you know what it is that you want, and you dedicate your life to it and go hard with it, you can have those same results. Mm -hmm. At least I believe. Yeah. Um, like who inspired you musically? Um, your style is really versatile. I know I mentioned Lauren Hill, Rhapsody, but 
I can, and I can tell the soulful background, the church background, and your music as well. Um, what does your music represent? Um, what's the message that you're trying to get across? Um, my message is, it's. I feel like it's full of a lot of things, but mainly um, keeping your joy through the inevitable chaos of life because the chaos gonna come the downfalls gonna come the turbulence is going to come those are things that are inevitable in this world that is not our home you Mm -hmm. know and so with that it's like still keeping your joy because joy is something that is divine that is not man given or and it can't be taken away so it's it's um i'm very much an advocate of of just staying rooted in your joy and in in um in love and not love in a in a way of what I feel like sometimes the world can make it be, but that love that is beyond beyond words and explanation. Unconditional, Unconditional indeed. Yeah. And so that's that's mainly what I'm rooted in. Um I feel like a lot of my influences initially did stem from from like the artists that I was listening to when I was younger, which was like Mary Mary and Kurt mm-hmm. Franklin and Kiki Sheard and like it was groups like Trinity and 2103 like that I can think of that like going on trips to my grandma's house that's all we got like yeah. playing like a lot of modern um like 2000s gospel like the stuff that you would listen to at your youth explosions <laughs> so, like yeah. that's that's really a lot of where my of where my initial um Inspiration came from. I was listening to guys like Kenton Jones mm-hmm. and uh, okay. and Lecrae, Andy Mineo. Um, but I still like that. I don't know if that was necessarily inspiration, but that's all that I was around. So mm-hmm. I, so you really, it really couldn't help but be um, the. I took those messages and those feelings that I would get when hearing um, music like that. And then as I got older, like. I'm listening to Kendrick. I'm listening to Chance the Rapper. Right. I'm I'm listening to Cole and and Lauren and Erica and like these are artists who I wasn't introduced to at a very young age that a lot of people grew up on. And so like I'm finding them very later on in my life and being like, oh snap, this might be my tribe. Like you know, <laughs> in terms of like it was a lot of oh, a lot of stuff. Yeah. What what other people would say to me really didn't always click with me because that's not what I always knew. Right, like right, right. I I was I want to say I listened to the miseducation full like all the way through. I was in college. I mm. was in college and that came out like the year after I was born maybe. Like it was, it was like 90, 98. Okay, so that was like two I was born in 96. And so Youngin. Yeah, I'm a youngin, but thing is I, I a lot of times I look at the fact that Artists like Erica and um, Lauren Hill and and Jill Scott and like all these these queens they were in their prime at the time where like me and my my peers were just entering into this right, world right, you know right, so right, right. and I realized that regardless of whether whether I had ever been introduced to them or not that their energy was there okay. and so like it's been very like revealing for me because of the fact that. It's like things start to align and add up a lot later on for mm-hmm. me. So makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned uh, making a joyful noise in your music. And speaking of joyful noise, that was your debut album. 
correct? In 2017. And that is a classic, ladies and gentlemen. From top to bottom, I'm not just gassing her up because she's sitting right here in front of me. If you want to hear some good music with good bars and good energy and good flow, she the one. Vitamin C. Um, how did how did that album come about? That project come along. Um, what was your motivation behind it? Did you set deadlines for Ooh, yourself? Or? Heck no, <laughs> heck no, I didn't because so Joyful Noise came out April twenty seventeen. April twenty seventeen. So it's been almost three years now, mm-hmm. and I was in a transitional state at the. Be- at the beginning of working on Joe Noise, prior to me even knowing that it was going to be called Joe Noise, okay. I knew that I, I wanted to release a project in like 2016. I was working on it, I want to say in 2015, before like really being knowledgeable of it. But like mm-hmm. um, songs like THC and, and Crazy Dream, like yes. I had wrote those before um, even getting up here in Jackson. So those were like some of the songs that I. I used to help mold the rest of the project. Mm-hmm. Um and I was working with I was working with Jazzy L Ace, my younger sister uh Neo Soul, um, one of my best friends, Noah knows, and we were all just like I was coming back and forth. I had just transferred to Jackson State in the fall of twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. And so, um I was going back and forth from Jackson to home. That's three hours, three-hour drive. And I want to say from, like, August to December, I had probably made, like, I won't even say. It it was probably between, like, seven to ten trips back home, like, just driving and making sure that, um, that, like, I was working the way that I wanted to because I still wanted to work with my family, even though I was up here and I was – um, being introduced to my to my creative family that is here in Jackson, I was still like in those places of trying to figure it out. Like vitamin C was very new. Like um, the identity of vitamin C was still very new for me mm-hmm. at that time. And so um, I was just going home, working on music, coming back up here, getting inspiration, going to class, trying to figure this stuff out, and. Um, I wanted Joyful Noise to come out in, like, January. My birthday is January 8th, and I wanted to come out in January. It came out April. <laughs> so I was, that's, so that's how that was. Like, um, you can even really hear in the, if, you, if you're listening, like, you can hear a difference, a change in, like, the feel maybe around, like, after, like, the seventh, eighth song, mm-hmm. the rest of the songs are, like, after being more settled in Jackson. And they were a little bit darker, I feel. Not in a in a, a negative way, but just in a more intimate way. Mm-hmm. Um and at that time I was working with um I was working with this producer who up here and we were just making making music and um I feel like it came together a very in a very organic way, um, because even though I really had the intentions of getting it out a lot sooner than I did, because of because I didn't, a lot of songs that wouldn't have made it got to make it, and so um, we glad. Look, I am too, because it was a few of those, uh, a lot of those songs on Joyful Noise I wrote in twenty seventeen, like. 
months before it actually released, whereas other songs had been written in 2015, beginning mm-hmm. of 2016. So it's different pieces of me and my my experience and my transition from Gaucher to Jackson, um, my transition from from like play adulthood to adulthood. <laughs> my like is a lot of different. Um, versions of me i guess in in joyful noise and so i'm really grateful for it it all came together well um and i think my first time seeing you perform was um in hattiesburg on the dear silas village tour Mm -hmm. you had a great performance then and you worked with several artists in the city um so with that being said like what's your opinion of the, the local music scene here do you think we're uniting more I definitely do. A lot more than what we have in the past. Um, The craziest thing for me is is being up here um, in the Jackson scene for about maybe like three three solid years now. Um, I had thought that this just what it was in Jackson all the time. Like, I came in, I feel, at the beginning of, like, that spark Mm -hmm. when, when, like, People were beginning to to come together and um and do more shows and be more active and so because of that I really didn't know anything else so I was like oh I got to hit the ground moving because this is how they moving in Jackson so like that's how how I felt when I first got up here and then like um I remember being introduced to Silas through um it was. It was through the day I died. I, um, mm-hmm. That his his first album like was so impactful for me. Like transitioning from this space of being on the coast and working two to three jobs at any given moment while being a full time student right, right, and right. feeling like I'm compromising my my dream or mm-hmm. or my um, purpose just to make sure that I can pay my insurance (laughs) like you know like that i can pay for stuff that that like i feel like we shouldn't have to pay for but um (laughs) and that's another topic that's a whole nother we can we can have that 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 conversation but like i um being introduced to his music and like that was a very a very special part of my journey because like i don't even know if he really knows to the extent of how helpful his music was for me coming up here trying to figure it out. And so, um, yeah, even linking with him was a blessing. Um, getting in with, with Young Jules, who is my big sister. Shout out to Jules. Shout out to Jules. That's my sister, man. Like, I'm so grateful for her because she made it to where, like, I it was, I came into, I came up here pretty, pretty, like, green i was you know not to say for that's nice a nice way to say it i I come from a pretty sheltered home Mm -hmm. and like and then coming up here and just all i want to do is music even though i'm enrolled in school and like um she was able to help me through a lot of things not just musically but just in life and so um i'm so grateful for my tribe up here like very very much so and i think that we are um doing a fantabulous job at coming together and uniting and utilizing um each other and the energy that we have here and and it's just so much i I say it all the time and i never stop saying it it's so much gold it's just royal beings just walking around in mississippi just you like it's really crazy because because of how overlooked 
Mississippi um, mm-hmm. can be. It's kind of like you really just got like royals just walking around just like it. it I just, swear. It's crazy. And I think in other places it can get, um, it can be commercial, commercial, commercialized mm-hmm. a lot more um, to a way that it takes the authenticity out of it. But I feel like that is those little things that people look at as disadvantages for us are actually advantages because people going to see the real people right. going to know the real, like it's, we as real as it get, we as real as it get. And I love it. And I love where the scene in Mississippi is going. I think uh, we're on the brink of something special, not yeah. just with the artists, but if you look at all the media platforms that's popping up, key to the city, um, all the platforms for like artists to perform, like the exchange, yeah. things like that. Um, and even spaces. Oh yeah, just do do these things exactly, man. So we're on the brink of something special. Uh, people just gotta stay tuned. Key to the City podcast. We're here with Vitamin C. Um, before we let you go, you're also a music supervisor for a web series, correct? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little more about that. Black enough. Black, Black enough. Enough. I'm so grateful. So my friend uh, Michael Micah Ario Washington. Why did I just say Washington? <laughs> Micah Ariel Watson. I always have to say her full name because, like, it's like, yeah, she's the writer, director, producer for um, Black Enough, and it's a web series that basically follows this dancer named Amaya um, through her her transition from high school to college. She's she's dancing. She's trying to figure out. who exactly she is she's in these uh relationships friendships just trying to navigate um life as well as what it means to be black in in the way that because you know blackness is so many different things and so many facets and so um for her her journey and her battle is being black enough without feeling like she's compromising, you know, herself and then and it's a lot of different um relatable pieces uh and characters all throughout the the web series. But season one wrapped up at the end of of December and season two has been they officially announced that season two will be um in the works this year and I was able to do all of the music I was able to produce the score for for um for black enough along with fifth child the amazing producer here in shout out fifth child yeah yes y'all check that out black enough web series uh before we let you go I have one final question Mm -hmm. every artist has a certain definition of what success looks like to them uh, it's different for every artist. Some people want to sell a lot of records. Some people want to create a following. Some people mm-hmm. want to build a, a base where they can tour for the rest of their lives. Some people want to go platinum, whatever. What does success look like for vitamin C? Mm. Success looks like... For your career. For for success in my career looks like not worrying about what is next and looking forward to what is next. So being financially stable and not just me everybody around me my family my friends like being able to make sure that um financially we good spiritually I'm good emotionally like all all of that goes in because I know that success or the idea of it can take such a toll on that and you got a lot of people 
with a whole lot of money and no souls out here. And I really, really, really want to be able to balance being super wealthy and super real and also super just really balanced um, and being able to just give everything it is that I have that God got for me to give to people in whatever way. With that, I'm with yeah. that. How can uh, my audience follow you? Check out your music. People may want to reach out to you, book you for a show. How can they get up with you? You can follow me on all social media platforms at the Vitamin CEA, and for bookings and any type of business inquiries, you can email me at the Vitamin CEA at gmail dot com. You can find my music on also um all streaming platform yes, uh vitamin cea you can find joyful noise you can be on the lookout for some new news sooner than later Uh-oh. um yeah you can you can hit me up on on the gram on facebook whatever i got merch you got, got merch y'all see that yeah, it's hot yeah i got i, I got gotta merch. give me one i'm trying to you know pay rent and stuff so <laughs> yeah come support your girl please do support her <laughs> and not just because she's saying it because she deserve it man she's really working a tail off and she got the results to prove it man vitamin c c-e-a y'all go check out on all platforms this is the key to the city podcast it's your can folk yona she is vitamin c my boy's going crazy in the background so we about to end this interview you did but y'all tune in next week. I holla. Peace. Hey.